Hey, what's up, world? Good morning, good morning, good morning. Yes, yes, yes. If you can't tell, I'm excited. Why? Because we're about to learn some new words. But what's going on, everybody? Thank you all for tuning in to always be your own motivation while expanding your vocabulary. So before we get started, I want to let you all know about a few updates. Uh, So everything is pretty much going to be the same. I just decided to add on a few extra exercises, you know, just so we can truly get a better understanding of everything that we are learning. You know, because for me, it's awesome to be able to use some of these words when I'm talking to people, you know? So I feel like the more we talk about the word, the more we should be able to understand the word and use it at the proper times. But be sure to be prepared with either your notepad and your pen handy. You can also use the notes app on your phone. And if you just got it like that, you can definitely use your mental word bank. But enough of me talking, let's get right into this session. All right, all right, let's go right ahead and let's get started. So the word we are going to learn today is lability. Lability, this word is an adjective. This word is also Middle French and it originated in the 14th century. Now, when I first seen this word lability, I thought of ability and I also thought of liability. But let's continue and let's see actually what this word means. So the definition of lability is liability to change ease of alteration. Yeah, see, I did see the word liability in this word. Uh, But let's go ahead and hear a bit of history so that we can just get a better understanding. In its original form at the beginning of the Renaissance, the word lability didn't just mean the potential for a person or thing to change. Instead, in the 16th century, lability measured a person's likelihood of slipping into error, sin, irrationality, or bad behavior. By the 1700s, the term had come to mean simply instability. The neutral definition of lability, referring to the transience or changeability, won out in the ensuring centuries. Today, lability is most often used in psychology as a term for emotional fluctuation and responsiveness. Wow, who would have thought that this word now, today, is just mainly used in psychology. And it's a term for emotional fluctuation and responsiveness. Wow, awesome to know. So let's keep in mind that the definition of lability is the liability to change, ease of alteration. All right, so we are going to switch it up a bit and we are actually going to go ahead and get into one of our exercises for this session. So there will be three sentences that will be on the screen. Two of the sentences are correct and one of the sentences are incorrect, meaning this word lability is going to be used in three different sentences. You have to pick and choose which sentence is the incorrect sentence or which sentence use the word lability incorrectly. And one more time, the definition for lability is the liability to change, ease of alteration. All right, let's go right ahead and let's get into this exercise.
all right, all right. So what did you come up with? All right, so let's go ahead and let's go over this exercise. It wasn't as bad as you thought it was gonna be, right? I know, that's how I felt. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and read over these sentences and then we are going to select which one was the correct sentence. So the lability of children's moods makes planning their birthday parties a challenge. The noise from the hotel bar was lability with its reputation as an all-night party spot. Chloe has been surprised by the lability of her musical taste over the years. So, how do you feel? What was your answer? So, the correct answer. What was your answer and why? Like, why did you choose that answer was it because of the context clues in a sentence or is it because you know the definition of lability so you know how it's supposed to be used in a sentence but let's go ahead and let's go over the correct the correct answer so if you did choose answer b then you were correct because the noise from the hotel bar was lability with this reputation as an all-night party spot well we already know that this word lability means liability to change ease of alteration and in that sentence there wasn't really anything that indicated that something needed to change it just talked about the noise it didn't talk about the noise level but just the noise itself so yes if you did choose b then you were correct and if not that's okay too let's just go back relearn this word and we're going to do it again. Yes. All right. So we do have another exercise coming up. And this time, if you have been here with me, then you already know, we always try to create our own sentences using our new words in our sentences. So let's go ahead and create our new sentences using this word. We'll go ahead and take a quick 15 second break, and then we'll be right back to share our answers. All right, all right, and we are back. So what did you come up with? You can always share your sentences with me or you can just follow along. My example of using this word lability in a sentence would have to be that my work schedule has no lability as I work set hours every week. Yes, there we go. Because my schedule, my work schedule doesn't change because I'm scheduled to work the same shift every day, every week, every month. Yes, yes, yes. So be sure to, if you have, if you did not, be sure to try to create your own sentence using this word, lability in a sentence. And one last time, the definition of lability is the liability to change, ease of alteration. Be sure to add this word, lability, to your word bank. And as always, try to spread a little knowledge and let the next know about the new word you learned today. All right, all right, and we are back. So the next word we are going to learn is congruous. Congruous, this word is an adjective. This word is Latin and was originated in the 16th 
century. Now, when I first seen this word congruous, I honestly, for some reason, I thought of kangaroo. And then I also thought of congratulations, maybe because of the first five letters. But let's keep listening and let's see what this word actually means. So congruous is in agreement or harmony. In agreement or harmony. Wow, that is awesome to know. Let's go ahead and let's hear a bit of history about this word so that we can get a better understanding. Congruous is based directly on the Latin congruous, meaning coinciding with. Though incongruous is a common word today, congruous on which it's based is lesser known as congruent, which is a geometric term meaning identical in form but congruous applies to things being in harmony, but not exactly the same. For example, a theater's lighting setup is often designed to be congruous with its sound system in order to deliver a cohesive experience. Yes, that is definitely true. So we know that you have the word congruous and you have the word congruent, which means two different things. The word congruent is a geometric term meaning identical in form. So we know that the word congruent is means identical in form. So we did learn another word while learning another word. But then we know that this word congruous has to focus on in agreement or harmony. So that example of the theater's lighting, how it's set up to be, it has to be in harmony in order for it to sound right. Or that's like someone who sings in a band or sings in a group. They all have to be in harmony in order for it to sound right. All right, all right. So let's go ahead and let's take our first exercise break and we're going to go ahead there's going to be three sentences on the screen two are correct one is incorrect be sure to select the sentence that does not use the word congruous properly all right let's go ahead and get right to it and we'll be right back to talk about it right after this All right, all right, how do you think you did? I feel like you all did really good. You know why? Because I know you're paying attention, yes. All right, so let's go ahead and let's go over this exercise and let's see if you did select the right answer. All right, so we have city officials paired a redesign of the park with a congruous set of new community programs. The noise from the hotel bar was congruous with his reputation as an all-night party spot. The Impossible Burger is in the Impossible Burger is incongruous of a vegetarian product aimed at traditional meat eaters. All right, so what answer did you select and why? Now, if I were to look at this to be honest, I feel like each and every sentence actually looks like this word belongs. Like I feel like the context clues kind of point towards this word possibly being in all three sentences, but only two of them are correct. So if you did choose answer C, which was the impossible burger is an 
The Impossible Burger is a congruence of a vegetarian product aimed at traditional meat eaters, then you were correct because the Impossible Burger is a congruence of a vegetarian product. You can't really... Uh, an, you can't really agree on something that isn't meant to be agreed on, if that makes sense. But the other two were correct, which was the liability, the, oh. The other two were correct, which was city officials paired a redesign of the park with a congruous set of new community programs, as well as the noise from the hotel bar was congruous with its reputation as an all-night party spot. Yes, yes, yes. All right, let's go ahead and move into our next exercise. We are going to take our 15 second break and we are going to create our own sentences using this word congruous. And one more time, this word congruous means in agreement or harmony. All right, let's go ahead and take a quick break and we'll be right back to discuss right after this. All right, all right, what did you come up with? As always, you can share your examples with me, and if not, you can always just follow along. So my example using this word congruous in a sentence would have to be the U.S. presidential election is congruous because of the amount of people that have to vote on one person. Yes, I feel like that works because the election itself, you know, so many people have to vote. And if you win, if you get more votes than your opponent, then you won, right? Yes. All right. All right. I don't know about you all, but I kind of really am enjoying these exercises. I feel like I'm really getting the hang of these words. So if you did not be sure to create your own sentence using this word, congruous in a sentence. And be sure to add this word to your word bank. And as always, try to spread a little knowledge and let the next know about the new word you learn today. So our word for today is galvanize. This word is a verb. This word is also French and this originated in the early 19th century. So when I first seen this word galvanized, to be honest, not another word didn't come to mind. For some reason, I just pictured like brown barrels or something like that. Like what comes to mind for you? I don't know. For me, that's what I initially thought about. But let's go ahead and keep things going. And let's hear the definition of this word galvanized. Galvanized actually has two definitions. The first definition is to shock or excite someone into taking action. And the second definition is a coat, iron or steel with a protective layer of zinc. Wow, two totally different definitions. But let's go ahead and let's keep listening so that we can get a better understanding of this word galvanize. So galvanize comes from the French word galvanizer, meaning stimulate by electricity, named for Italian physician Luigi Galvani. In 1792, Italian physician and physicist Luigi Galvani helped develop the idea bioelectromechanics, the relationship between magnetic and electrical forces 
and biological subjects like cells and tissues. Galvani gave his name to galvanism, the process of generating electricity from chemical sources. This electrical connection is the basis of the modern definitions of galvanize. The word can refer to both the literal and figurative human experience of being shocked or excited into taking action, as well as the chemical practice of using a electric charge to coat metal with a thin layer of protective zinc. Wow, who would have thought that one person could develop so much. So that is awesome to know. I hope you did soak all of that knowledge up. But let's go ahead and let's get right into our exercise. You know what it is. Let's go ahead and so there are going to be three sentences on the screen. You are to select which sentence does not use the word galvanize correctly. All right, let's get right to it. And then we will be right back to discuss our answers right after this. All right, all right. What did you decide to come up with? So the three sentences that we have. A, Toronto Raptors take star Kyrie Leonard galvanized Canada into a basketball fandom. The health of some species, such as elephants, is considered the galvanize of an entire ecosystem. The strength Eleanor needed to lift her grandchildren surprised her and galvanized her to start going to the gym. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So what answer did you select? A, B, or C? So looking at these three sentences, to be honest, I once again would off top not know exactly which one is the correct sentence. Well, the incorrect sentence. All right, so if you did select the letter B, then you are correct because that word galvanized does not belong in that sentence. So give yourself a pat on the back if you did choose the letter B. And if not, that is okay because that's how we are going to learn, right? Yes. All right, let's get into our next exercise and let's go ahead and create our own sentences using this word galvanize in a sentence. All right, what did you come up with? As always, you can share your examples with me. And if not, you can always just follow along. All right, so my example using this word galvanize in a sentence would have to be that when I tell people that I'm a podcaster, they are galvanized to listen. Yes, because when I do tell people, especially people that I've known for a while, that I'm now into podcasting, they're like excited and just ready to listen to my sessions. Like, yes. So if you did not, be sure to try to create your own sentence using this word, galvanize in a sentence. Be sure to add this word, galvanize, to your word bank. And as always, try to spread a little knowledge and let the next know about the new word you learned today. Yeah. 
Yes, so we are here to learn another new word. I hope you are prepared. All right, so the new word we are going to learn today is supersedence. Supersedence, this word is a noun. This word is also Latin and originated in the 17th century. So when I seen this word supersedence, I actually, I thought of seeds like growing. I thought of something similar to like Superman or something on those lines. But let's go ahead and take a listen to the actual definition of this word, supersedence. So supersedence is the act of taking the place of a person or thing previously in authority or use or supplanting. Wow, that is an awesome, awesome definition. Let's go ahead and hear a bit of history so we can get a better understanding. Supersedence is formed out of the verb supersede from the Latin supersedere, meaning be superior to. The current sense of supplanting a previous version dates from the mid 17th century. Consumer electronics is a market of supersedence. Manufacturers offer updated models every year, which they hope will supersede last year's model in the eyes of consumers. Supersedence isn't built into the market of every consumer product. However, many simple items like tools or cooking utensils hardly change at all, allowing for very little change from year to year. Automobile manufacturers have relied on a degree of supersedence with release of each year's models of cars and trucks. However, car and truck makers are rarely ever able to offer the kinds of continual technological upgrades that smartphone, tablet, and computer makers tout as the hallmarks of each new product they release. Wow, that is awesome to know because you would think that, I mean, I guess when you look at it like that, because I mean, utensils are pretty much the same, cooking utensils. I mean, unless you come up with something that's battery operated and things like that, but pretty much all of the utensils stay the same. But then if you look at things like cars and trucks, I mean, every year, cars, trucks, phones, computers, tablets, there's always a new version out. And some people actually look forward to that new version every single year. So yes, that is awesome to know. So let's go ahead and let's take our quick break and let's get right into this first exercise, which is to select the correct sentence that used the word incorrectly. So let's go ahead and take our quick break and we'll be back to discuss our answers right after this. All right, all right. So how do you think you did? Yes, yes, yes. I know you all did good. You know why? Because once again, I know you're listening. So let's go ahead and let's take a look at what we have and see if you did select the right answer. All right, so we have A, Paul thought having to supersedence himself to nighttime noise was the hardest part of moving to the city. B, Gasoline-powered cars face supersedence by the rising popularity of electric vehicles. And C, since the 1990s, the supersedence of hip-hop and pop music over rock and roll on the charts has been 
clear. So which one did you decide? A, B, or C? And once again, I feel like these sentences are actually really good. So it definitely, definitely is a bit challenging to decide which one is the correct one. But as long as we keep in mind that the definition for supersedence is the act of taking place of a person or thing previously in authority. So if you did select answer A, then you are correct because that sentence was incorrect. It did not use this word supersedence correctly. So if you did get that answer wrong, just be sure to double check your context clues and just look around the sentence and see if you feel, see if you can understand the definition of this word in the sentence. So let's go ahead and take our next exercise and let's create our own sentences using this word supersedence in a sentence. All right, all right, what did you come up with? You know, you can always share your examples with me if you like, and if not, just be sure to follow along. So my sentence using, my example using this word supersedence in a sentence would have to be that the new mayor is the supersedence of the city. Yes, there we go. Because the new mayor is taking the place of the old mayor, which means they are the new person in authority of the city. Yes. So if you did not, be sure to try to create your own sentence using this word supersedence. And as always, be sure to add this word supersedence to your word bank. And as always, spread a little knowledge and let the next know about the new word you learned today. And yes, we are back to learn another new word. So our new word for today is habituate. Habituate, this word is a verb. It's also Latin. And this word was originated in the 15th century. So when I first seen this word habituate, to be honest, habit came to mind. Like something that has to do with some type of habit, I guess, because habit's in the word. But let's go ahead and let's hear the definition so that we can get a true understanding of this word. So the definition of habituate is to make or become accustomed or used to something. All right, all right. So let's keep that in mind that habituate is to make or become accustomed or used to something. Let's go ahead and hear some history so that we can get a better understanding of this word. So habituate is from the late Latin habituate, a custom from the verb habituare. The Latin habitus describes a condition. While it's impossible to turn off the body's awareness of cold, it's perfectly possible for people to habituate themselves to different temperature extremes. Why endure such discomfort? Some researchers believe human metabolisms have been short-circuited by modern climate control and propose exposure to cold as a means to jolt the immune system. Such exposure can remind the body of the winters we no longer experience as acutely as our ancestors. This can be done with daily exposures to cold showers 
or by deliberately dressing lightly in cold weather. Wow, that is awesome to learn. So be sure to always soak up this knowledge, you know, because when we do hear history about these words, sometimes you learn new words. Sometimes you learn fun facts. Sometimes you just learn things you didn't know. And that's always a plus in my book. But let's get right to it and let's get into our first exercise, which we will have our three sentences on the screen. Two of the sentences use the word habituate correctly and one of these sentences uses the word incorrectly. We are going to select which word, which sentence used this word incorrectly. All right, let's go ahead and take a look and we'll be right back to discuss right after this. All right, all right, how do you think you did? Do you feel like you got the answer right? Yeah, I think you did too. All right, so the three sentences that we have were, A, many of Silicon Valley's early habituate ideas didn't ultimately work as foundations for successful tech companies. B, at the beginning of every winter, it makes me a few weeks to habituate myself to the cold. Paul thought having to habituate himself to nighttime noise was the hardest part of moving to the city. All right, so what answer did you select? So when you do get to these exercises, always do keep in mind the definition of the word. And then also just the context clues around the word to decide which sentence would be the correct sentence. All right, so we know the definition of this word, habituate is to make or become accustomed or used to something. So if you did select letter A, then you were correct because that word habituate was used in that sentence incorrectly. I feel like every single one of you got that correct. Yes, be sure to give yourself a pat on the back. So let's keep things moving and let's go ahead and create our own sentences using this word habituate in a sentence. All right, all right, what did you come up with? You know, you can share your examples with me if you like, and if not, just be sure to follow along. All right, so my example of using this word, habituate in a sentence, is going to be that I have now become habituated to making podcasts because I've been doing it for a year. Yes, there we are, because I have definitely became accustomed or used to making podcasts over this year. Yes, yes, yes. So if you did not, be sure to create your own sentences using this word habituate in a sentence. And also be sure to add this word to your word bank and also try to spread a little knowledge and let the next know about the new word you learned today. So today we are going to learn about the word keystone. Keystone, this word is a noun. This word is also English and it originated in the 17th 
century. So keystone does have two definitions. The first definition for keystone is a central stone at the summit of an arch, locking the whole together. The second definition is the central principle or part of a policy system, etc., on which all depends. Wow, two different definitions for one word. Let's go ahead and hear some history and let's just get a better understanding of this word. So, keystone is an architectural and building term formed in English by fusing the noun key meaning both an object to open and close a lock and also a crucial step with the noun stone. In order to complete the building of a stone arch, traditional masons placed a final stone at the peak of the arch to connect all the other pieces while redistributing their weight. This is called a keystone, both because it is crucial to the integrity of the structure and because without it, the arch cannot be locked together. Without a keystone, a traditional stone arch will collapse under its own weight. In modern English, a keystone refers to any central idea or value upon which other things are based. For example, fighting climate change is a keystone of most environmental policies. Wow, awesome, awesome, awesome. I hope you are soaking up this knowledge because that is something actually really great to learn about this word. So let's get right into our first activity or exercise and let's go ahead and look at a few different sentences that have this word keystone in them. So you are going to have two sentences that are that use this word in the sentence correctly and then you will have one sentence that actually use this word incorrectly. Always keep in mind to look at the context clues, look at the words around this word, and do keep in mind that this word keystone has two different definitions. The first, a central stone at the summit of an arch locking the whole together, and the second, the central principle or part of a policy, system, etc., on which it all depends. All right, let's get right into this exercise. We'll be right back to discuss our answers right after this. All right, all right. How do you think you did? Yes, I'm always going to think you guys did do great, you know, because I feel like when we learn the definition of a word and you really pay attention to the words around that word, then you got this. So let's go ahead and let's go over this exercise and let's see if you did come up with the correct answer. So we have A, the last year's monthly profits were the keystone of the CEO's argument for a new sales approach. The health of some species such as elephants is considered the keystone of an entire ecosystem. And C, Tiffany had an incredible keystone for knitting stocks to give as Christmas presents. Yes, once again, three really good sentences that kind of made it a bit tough to really decide which one was the incorrect sentence. So if you did, choose letter C, then yes, you were correct because this word was not used in the sentence correctly. Although Tiffany had an incredible 
niche for knitting socks, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's the central or principal part of Christmas. Yes. So if you did choose letter C, you did answer correctly. So let's go ahead and let's keep things moving. And let's go ahead and take our quick 15 second break. And let's create our own sentences using this word, keystone. We'll be right back to discuss after this. Right, all right, what did you come up with? You know, you can always share your examples with me. And if not, just be sure to follow along. So my sentence using, my example using this word keystone in a sentence is going to be that Pennsylvania is a keystone state because of the amount of trees and grass. Yeah, because the trees and grass play a big part and why this is considered the Keystone State. It makes sense to me. I feel like it fits. Yes. So be sure to create your own sentence using this word Keystone in a sentence. And also be sure to add this word to your word bank. And always try to spread a little knowledge and let the next know about the new word you learned today. So our word for today is utopian. Utopian, this word is an adjective. This word is also ancient Greek and it originated in the mid 16th century. So utopian means modeled on or aiming for a state in which everything is perfect. Idealistic. Yes, I like this word already. Let's go ahead and let's hear a bit of history so that we can get an even better understanding. So Utopian is based on the name for an ideal world coined by Sir Thomas More in his 1516 work, Utopia. More created the word Utopia by combining the ancient Greek, OU, meaning not, and topos, meaning place, region. Utopia was not a real place. Within 40 years of the publication of Moore's Utopia, the adjective utopian had become an expression for ideas that aimed to create the idealized word of Moore's book. Around the world, there are organized communities aiming to improve the standard of living through fresh ideas about housing and social interactions. These communities could be called utopian, though their range is wide extending from hippie communes to social housing to collective condominium developments. In the past, many communal living experiments were driven by purely utopian ideas and the challenge of trying to live in the most satisfying way. However, most modern projects are now tightly connected with environmental goals. They still may be called utopian, but they pair dreams of a perfect world with tangible goals of reducing waste and generating sustainable energy. Wow, who would have thought that this word meant so much and it created so many different things. Like this is just really awesome knowledge. So I hope you are soaking it all up, but let's keep things moving and let's get right into our first activity, which is selecting the sentence that used utopian 
incorrectly. So you will have two answers that are correct and you will have one answer that is incorrect. You are to choose a sentence that used this word incorrectly. All right, let's go to take a look at it and we'll be right back to discuss our answers right after this. All right, all right, and we are back. So how do you think you did? I'm gonna ask that every time because it is an exercise, right? Yes, all right, but let's get right into it and let's see if you did select the right answer. So, A, Jay believed in vegan utopian ideas and wished everyone would follow a plant-based diet. B, since the 1990s, the utopian of hip-hop and pop music over rock and roll on the charts has been clear. And C, many of Silicon Valley's early utopian ideas didn't ultimately work as foundations for successful tech companies. All right, so what sentence do you believe used the word utopian incorrectly and once again just be sure to always look at your context clues look at the words that are surrounding the main word that we are learning so if you did select answer b then yes you are correct because that sentence did not use this word correctly so if you did not just be sure to always once again pay attention to the words that are surrounding that main word but let's keep it moving and let's go ahead and take our quick 15 second break and let's create our own sentences using this word utopian all right all right and what did you come up with you know you can share your examples with me or you can always just follow along. All right, so my example using this word utopian in a sentence is going to be that most people would love to live a utopian life. Yes, there we go. Because most people would honestly love to live almost the perfect life. I mean, who wouldn't, right? Yes. So if you did not, be sure to create your own sentence using this word utopian. And as always, be sure to add this word to your word bank. And once again, the definition of utopian is modeled on or aiming for a state in which everything is perfect, idealistic. So add this word to your word bank. And as always, try to spread a little knowledge and let the next know about the new word you learned today. So I hope you all did enjoy learning these seven new words with me this week. So I decided to actually add one more exercise. And here we go. I decided to add one more exercise onto this session. So the fact that we learned seven new words, I decided to put together a quick activity. So on the next slide, you're going to see all seven words listed. Right below the words, you're going to have an A and you're going to have B. 
you're going to have one answer that's correct and you're going to have the other answer that's incorrect and these are the definitions of these words now since we just learned these words everything should still be fresh on your mind but once again this is an exercise to help us truly understand the meaning of these words so do keep in mind the words we learned this week were lability congruous keystone habituate utopian supersedence and galvanize all right go ahead and be sure to take a look at the next screen i have faith in each and every one of you that you will get every single answer correct but be sure to take a look at that and we'll be right back to discuss what you came up with right after this all right and we are back so how do you think you did i think you got them all right i have faith in you i really think you got them all right all right so let's go ahead and do a quick recap of everything we learned this week so the first word we have up is lability so we have a liability to change ease of alteration or we have b in agreement or harmony the correct answer and true definition of this word lability was a the liability to change ease of alteration all right next up we have the word congruous we have a modeled on or aiming for a state in which everything is perfect idealistic or we have b in agreement or harmony yes if you did decide let's her be then you are correct so the next word we do have up here is keystone we have a a long essay on a particular subject or we have b which is a central stone at the summit of an arch locking the whole together yes if you did choose letter b then you are correct so the next word we have up is habituate so we have A, make or become accustomed to or used to something. And we have B, a person or thing serving as a typical example or excellent model. Yes, if you did choose letter A, then you are correct. Habituate means to make or become accustomed or used to something. Perfect, perfect. Yes, yes, yes. All right, the next word we do have up is utopian. A, one who loves and roots for underdogs competitors at a disadvantage or we have b modeled on or aiming for a state in which everything is perfect idealistic 
Yes, if you did choose letter P, then you are correct. Utopian does mean modeled on or aiming for a state in which everything is perfect. Idealistic. All right, let's keep things moving. The next word that we do have up here is supersedence. A, put into force or operation, or B, the act of taking place of a person or thing previously in authority. Yes, if you did choose letter B, then you are correct. The definition of supersedence is the act of taking the place of a person or thing previously in authority or use or supplanting. And last but not least, our final word that we did learn this week was galvanized. We have A, producing or generating do, or we have B, shock or excite someone into taking action. Yes, if you did choose the letter B, then you are correct. The correct definition of galvanize is to shock or excite someone into taking action. Yes, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. It was most definitely exciting learning all these seven words. And one last time, let's do a quick recap of what we did learn this week. We learned about lability, congruous, keystone, habituate, utopian, supersedence, and galvanize. Look at that. Seven new words that you can add to your word bank and seven new words that you can spread and tell the next person about these new words that you learned. So be sure to tune back in here with me next week so that we can learn seven new words. In the meantime, I want you all to have an awesome, 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 awesome week. And I will talk with you all later.